0: Hello, 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 everybody in the podcast world. It is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, First G, back for the JNAC Podcast. How is everyone doing out there? Glad you guys are tuning in. Make sure you liking and subscribing because we are hitting on all cylinders here on the JNAC Podcast. I mean... I I see the comments. I see the uh, playlists. I mean, I love it. I love y'all, and I love that y'all tuning in. And we're just gonna keep this thing rolling. Uh, We finished up meet the pastor last week with Pastor Josh. What a great episode! Thank y'all for that. And now we are back again. I'm solo again, but not really. I have two amazing guests with me, and just a little bit of uh, context moving forward, y'all. So. We used to, at JNAC, during our E-Church program, we used to have a little segment once a month called Marriage Corner. At least that's what I called it. I, they didn't call it that. I called it that. So, you know, <laughs> we could probably rename it at some point. But well, I think I like that Marriage Corner. Yeah, we liked it. <laughs> I liked it. It was but, I, but So, okay. So, Marriage Corner. So <laughs> But I decided, I said, hey, why don't we turn this into a podcast form? So... JNAC listeners, check this out, y'all. Once a month, I'm going to have these two lovely people, this lovely married couple coming on and giving you Marriage Corner for the JNAC podcast. Like I said, once a month. Uh, we're looking at about the third week of every month, but you know, we'll, we'll let you know as we move forward. But without further ado, like I said, I love these two people here. You know one of them. She was on me to pass. Pastor episode, Pastor Fontamavon, and good? her wonderful, <laughs> wonderful husband, my guy, Mister Bowtie yeah, man yeah, himself, Trent DeBois, Mister
1: Bowtie himself. Man. Welcome, 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 <laughs> Podcaster Land. We are so excited to be here and be doing this podcast. All right, we had one. So the funny thing about it, real quick, we had started our own podcast a while ago. We got several about years back. Several years back. Damn. Wasn't it during um, the pandemic?
2: No, it was, was it before, before that? that, actually.
1: Yeah, so we had thought about it, it and we actually. had did what we had one or two episodes. Mm-hmm. So when when it was brought to our attention by First G, we were like, yeah, we were thinking about it anyway. So <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Like, I'm uh, Trendle Vaughn, the uh, man of the marriage department.
0: <laughs> right. You know, if you know.
1: So Yo, the Vaughns, y'all,
0: the Vaughns, y'all, are in tr- are, they run the marriage department, y'all. Everything marriage, you got marriage questions, they have answers. Uh, how was y'all New Year? It was, it it was, was awesome. It was awesome. It wasn't to awesome. I say that.
1: You, know, I'm, you seem I'm, like you he hesitated. It I, I hesitated seem, because, it's like 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 a hesitated because <laughs> the butt part is, for the first time, I've been, like, really enjoying, relaxing, you know, not doing nothing. I'm so used to running and being on the go 24 seven. So it was nice to just not have nothing to do. Just relax. Right. But after a while I got bored. <laughs> so I was like, I'll, I'll tell Spotsman, what to was realize. it? A couple days ago. I said, Fatima, next year, we got to go on a trip or something. Oh, oh new year's Christmas. Oh, over over Christmas. Cause we've never yeah. been anywhere over Christmas break. So if my schedule allows it, we, maybe we'll go somewhere for Christmas for once and see, ex-
0: experience that. That sounds good, man. Then your schedule should allow it, man. Yeah. So if y'all don't know out there, Mr. Trendle Vaughn is uh, the basketball coach. Uh, let me get this right: the North Chicago Community High School girls. What, what basketball grade? Coach. Varsity. I'm over varsity, but I'm over the whole entire
1: program. Okay, so I run go. the whole girls'
0: program. So y'all, the girls out there hooping because Trendle Vaughn making it happen. I love it. So what we got in store for the people for Marriage Corner today?
2: Well, you know what? We just want to kind of hit like some some basics of marriage. What marriage is created for, what it was created for by God, of course. And, you know, just speak to how we are to conduct ourselves in marriage. In, Mm. in, you know, a fun way. (laughs) We are still learning. learning. That's the thing about it. We (laughs) learn. We have taught people. In the marriage class, like, before they get married and then after they've been married, like, marriage enrichment. And we've talked to them, and every single time, it never fails. We learn something. We learn something. We learn something.
1: And to give some little um, background to that, we've been part of the marriage uh, department now for going on 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. 20 years. So just think about that. So how long y'all been married?
0: We've been married for 30 30 years. Mm-hmm. 30. Be 31
1: in May. And yeah. we've been
0: together for 34. 34. Y'all, my role models. I'm, I'm, I got, what is this? We 13. This, I think this is 13 okay. coming up. So, okay. Yeah. Time goes by. It's, it's 13 yeah, 13. Oh, wow. That's 13. crazy. All right, so, y'all. Yeah. So I'm going to be an innocent bystander <laughs> on this bus we call Marriage Corner. Y'all go ahead and get to it. Okay. JNAC listeners. Keep your ears open, married, single, whatever. They got some they yes. got some nuggets yes. for y'all. It so. is
1: not just for married people. That's yes. right. So yes.
0: I may interject here and there, but I'm just gonna be enjoying y'all conversation. So y'all take it away. Okay. Well, I'm gonna let my husband
2: get started because what we like to do when we come into the class is we talk about the dif- the purpose of marriage. But before we get into uh the the purpose of marriage and the biblical purpose of marriage and everything, we talk about um the difference between a marriage contract
1: versus, a, versus marriage a marriage
2: covenant.
1: And the reason why we do that is because in to, today's society, getting married be, in, in, is more of, of a convenience. It's more of a, we got something and together. We trying to get something together. But, you know, society also dictates that when the road get rough or or something don't go your way, the first thing you do is run and yeah. get and, and, and yeah. get a divorce. Yep. You can get and, out real quick. And in a Christian marriage, mm-hmm. that's not what it is. Once you say I do, you say I do for life. Yeah. And that's where the covenant versus contract come in. Yeah. So we all know what a contract is, of course. You know, so a contract is something that, you know, you have with somebody or a business, because they have a mutual Like I said, and you have a mutual something that you're trying to gain. Mm -hmm. But you have this contact to protect you if something don't go your way. Okay. And I think, you know, we see marriages in, you know, you watch Hollywood marriages, Mm -hmm. you know, you looking up that you watching these these all these reality shows. Yeah. And you always seeing on you and even watching the news and the different things. Yeah. Oh, such and such and such and get married, but now they divorced. But they had an They had a uh um, what's the contract?
2: Uh, prenup. A prenup. A prenup. A prenuptial yeah. is a contract, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. That's that's the ultimate. That's the you know, ultimate of the contract. Contracts. That mm-hmm.
1: if for whatever reason you and I don't don't have our bond together no more, yeah. I'm gonna I'm protecting myself for what I invested in you, right. So I'm getting compensated for what I invested in you.
2: And let me go in with, and let me go in like interject, I should say uh, right there because the prenup at the beginning, it's basically saying that I'm only in this for possibly a period of time. It doesn't really say always that, you know, okay, we'll never be together for a long time, but you come right in with a lack of trust because the whole idea is that you desire this person. And then you love this person and you want to be with them. But I want to have you sign this contract because the things that I have acquired are more important than sticking in the relationship with you. The things that I acquired, I don't want you to be able to take them away from me if you decide that you are going to leave. That's how you. You see where I'm going with it? You know, because it's it's it you come right in with a lack of trust. You know, and that's why, you know, this this covenant versus a contract is so, it you need, we need the definition. We want to define that exactly. for people so that people understand what they're doing with that. I think we all know that, okay, we like our stuff. We're going to make money and all of that. But you and I, you know, we have built one another up. We have encouraged one another and different things. So I wouldn't want to think I will work harder at trying to continue to support you and keeping our marriage going because of the time that I've put in. Because mm-hmm. we didn't have no prenup. We weren't looking at the things that we had and if you leave or whatever. So this makes me want to stay even more yeah. because I've put time in with you.
1: And just for that, you know, in that same vein. I understand we didn't have no prenup because neither one of us had nothing when we got together.
2: <laughs> but you know, what? Well, wait, <laughs> we no. Had,
1: we had love. No, we was but let me,
2: but you know, sometimes people have prenups upon what they could possibly make That's later true. on. Be- so some people will say that, I don't have it now, but I miss when you met me, I was in school. I was going to get a doctorate. I was going to you knew I was going to be something. So even though you're with me before I have the things I have seen where people have, you know, made their the spouse sign a prenup off of their future earnings. So, I mean. Well, yeah, you know, you know what but I'm like, saying. You know,
1: I can only speak for me and you. We didn't right. have nothing to so. know. I know, but I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> putting know? it
2: out there so that as, we, as we're defining it, right, it it can get really, really deep. It can, deep. Get, real it deep. can deep. get really, really and deep. I'll, the I'll, lack of trust.
1: And I'll say that too, because like you said, it's a lack of trust. Yeah. But it's also the I'm thinking of getting out before I get in. Yes. I don't. I don't have faith that we're going to be together till death do us part. Right. So I'm protecting myself on go. Mm-hmm. Yep. To make sure that if anything happened, the time I invested, the skills that I invested, right. the everything I invested, I get properly compensated for, either right. by you or from me, whatever way it go. But so let's let's just go over this 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 what these two different things mean. Mm-hmm. So a contract places a certain conditions on the relationship, and those conditions are, and if those conditions are not are met, mm-hmm. the relationship can be dissolved. Okay. On the other hand, a covenant pulls an idea of until death do us part. So that's the whole thing we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So under a Christian marriage, you know, we're under a covenant. Mm -hmm. Once you get married, you marry till death do do you part. Mm -hmm. Not we under no contract where if something go wrong, then I can bust out the door and run to the courthouse or run to whatever and say I want to... I want to get a divorce and I wanted the, the reasons why is because it's unreconcilable differences. Right. What does that mean? <laughs> right. But that's another story. for yes, us. yes. But so we won't go deep into that. We won't go deep into that <laughs> right now, but to continue on. So here's a little things about contracts and things like that. So as you know, a contract contracts are usually for a limited amount of time. Uh, contracts usually deal with specific actions. Contracts are based on an if then mentality. Right. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, contracts are motivated by desire to get something I want. So basically that just says what we've been talking about prior, what a contract Mm -hmm. is versus like we said, what a covenant is. That's a that's that's a a something that you sign with the Lord saying that we're going to be together till death do us part, Mm -hmm. not intending on leaving because that's what it said till death do us part.
2: Right. That's what I wanted to um, jump into that. Um, In Genesis 2 and 24, it says, For this cause shall a man leave his father's house. Um, And that refers to creating a new marriage union, you know, so this, you, this new family unit through marriage um, in this verse is talking about um, leaving the parents' house, coming into a relationship with a wife, and then it says, and the two of them will become one flesh. So that's the idea of the one flesh. That's where the idea of marriage comes from. So then this is something that God, you know, is telling um, how how it's supposed to look what marriage is supposed to look like and then them to becoming one flesh, making a unit. And then God is going to be in the midst of that. So I think that when people are getting married or even deciding um, that they want to be married if they are genuinely looking at it according to the Bible, according to Genesis, when it, the explanation, it, you know, comes in and this is not the only, you know, one, but this is the first, you know, in the beginning, this is the first um, explanation and talking about what marriage is. So when that first, when that verse comes up, If you're looking at that verse and then picking your spouse or making the decision about your spouse, according to that, I think if we took it more seriously, I think we would take marriage more seriously because then we would look and we will realize that marriage is not just about fulfilling sexual needs, fleshly needs, you know, your lustful needs. It's not just about that, but God has a purpose for it he has a reason that he desired for a husband and wife to come together mm-hmm. to leave their parents' house and then create this new family unit and then be fruitful and multiply and then it's supposed to continue, continue on, on and on. continue yeah. on and he's in the midst of it, you know, in a godly manner in a godly way. He's in our family so, you know, when people try to, you know, split hairs and, you know, things like that about, you know, you don't have to really be married and, you know, you could be with a person, you know, for this long and even, you know, our world has it, what is it called? Um, Common Common law. law. Common law. Like, you know, you can be with a person for, you know, so long a time, like, okay, roommates do that too. Like, roommates can, you know, have that, but I know common law puts a person in a position where they can um, have insurances and, you know, things like that. If a person passes away, you can give it to this common law husband or wife can kind of have some level of responsibility and, you know, they'll inherit something, you know, later on. But it's like, we Want the in a worldly way, we want the idea, all of God's ideals, but packaged the way we want them to. I uh, don't
1: want the commitment. The
2: commit, exactly. Because again, the full I said, on, on commitment. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. again, when you, when you, a person that's not thinking Christian or not in the church, when they think of being married, they think of, oh my God, I'm tied down to one person. You know, I can't see the thought of being tied down to one person yes. for the rest of my life, and I'm a testament a testament to that. When I was a teenager, the thought of being married to one person was not in my vernacular. Mm-hmm. I wasn't my 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 thought set was I
0: ain't never getting married later for that. Who wants to be with one woman? Have y'all ever? Have y'all ever? This is great, by the way. <laughs> have y'all ever? Noticed because I heard the word tied down, and I've always wondered about this about love. You you ever heard a lot of times when people describe love, a lot of the way that they describe it is negative. Like I yeah. fell, I was shot, right? I'm tied down, right? All of that kind of stuff. Like I've always wondered about that. It's never in a. I mean, even though like these are words in the culture now, yeah. But like they're all they all have a negative meaning yeah, behind it. Yeah, it's, You know really what? Crazy. That's because it's
1: you, f- from a man's standpoint, because <laughs> nine times out of ten, you hearing that from a man. Right. Yeah, true. So, true. that means you taking away all of that, they feel like, oh, I ain't going to be able to go hang out, I ain't going to be able to do this. Oh, again, from my standpoint mm-hmm. before I met, what? I can't go and, and talk to another woman? Now, you didn't tie me down from doing all this right. stuff that I enjoy doing. Exactly. Now, I got to... Bite the bullet, so to speak, and, I'm um, tied down to this old... That's where the, quote, ball and chain came ball from. Ball and mm-hmm. chain, yep. You know, yeah. now, you know, you hindering me from doing the stuff that I want to do and I like to do, so now I'm walking around pulling this ball with me and can't move, and I'm all stuffy, my shirt all tied up, and I can't breathe. They're not ready for marriage.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know, exactly. and so...
1: That's where, you know, again, that worldly view of things come from.
2: Yeah, you know? I think it's something that you're indoctrinated into, yeah. you know, what you saw when you were growing up, you know, things that you experienced, you know, positive, negative. Well, if you saw enough positive relationships and it would give you, you know, a little bit of a difference. But that that act that conversation that people will have to make them think that it has to be negative. It's like, well, where is that coming from? You know, it makes me think about the scripture that says, you know, out of the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's like, you must really have a lot of negative, (laughs) you know, on the inside of you to make you feel like loving someone unconditionally, being there for them, supporting them is, is negative, you know? And you even make a
1: good point about we are a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. We only going to we only gonna do what's been, what we've seen. Yeah, mostly. What's been presented Mo- yep. to us. Yeah. And, you know, that. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen marriage yeah. and a productive, fruitful, yes. loving marriage, you know, of course you're going to be yeah. apprehensive to it. Yeah. Because you don't know. Yeah. You know, like me, I grew up, my parents divorced when I was five. Mm-hmm neither my mom nor my dad got remarried. Well, my dad got remarried, but mm-hmm. he got remarried like 30, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. But between that time, all I seen from him is multiple women, Yeah, you know, being a hustler, mm-hmm. being a woman, either, doing what he got to do to take care of his of me and his other 12 uh, kids. Mm-hmm. So my vision of being married was like, no, that's, no, that, I, don't, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm gonna live like my dad lived. Mm-hmm. So that's where that whole thought came from in me, where mm-hmm. I ain't never getting married because I love the life that I was living. You know, I can't, you know, at the time I couldn't walk nowhere without somebody, you know, noticing me or or me noticing somebody. So that's the life that I knew. Right. So when I met Fatima and then later, three years later, we talked about getting married. It actually is kind of funny because you know, when God is working in the midst of things. When we talked about getting married, I had no apprehensive, Mm -hmm. no apprehensiveness at all. Mm -hmm. So although I said I would never get married, I don't see myself married till 40, 50 years old. Mm -hmm. I was 24. Right. And it wasn't no. But, you know, so I dispelled everything that I saw all my life.
2: And isn't that like I want you to kind of speak. I'm not interviewing you, but (laughs) I want you to kind of speak on that because that was good what you said, like everything that you just said. At the beginning, you know, doing the explanation and then talking about your positive and negative views of marriage. But then when we met and we decided to have like the marriage conversations, like you were ready, you know, like you were ready. And end. so it's like, how is a person ready when they haven't experienced that? Does to you, does that speak to the power of God in, in your life and marriage? It do, because it changed me.
1: It changed my view on things. I'm I'm a person that, you know, I was living that wildlife, you know, multiple girlfriends, multiple women. When I met you I had couple women.
2: Mm-hmm. However,
1: my view that changed. It didn't last
2: long at all. It didn't last long at that all. That didn't last long. It Not when Fatima come in. Not it when Fatima come in. <laughs> it
1: didn't last long at all. You're right. It didn't last. When I met her, it lasted until I got to school. It started dumping people. It got started dumping people when I got Checking to school. Checking them off
2: the list. Check but, them um, off. Check
1: them off. I guess in that sense, <laughs> I got a different, I got a different as we were starting to... So let me put it this way. As we were starting to build our relationship, getting to know each other, mm-hmm. setting that foundation that... Because, you know, a good marriage is built on a solid friendship foundation. Yes. So as we started building that foundation, it was a lot of things that I seen in Fatima that I wasn't getting from a lot of other women. Yeah. When I was down, as we were getting, you know, year later or so, when I kind of hit a rough part in my life and everything started going backwards and I was... Wasn't nobody there for me but Fatima. Right. You know, I can recall one day, you know, in this midst of this, in the midst of the valley that I was in at the time, you know, we didn't have no car. You know, now it's this time of the year, you know. Uh you mean dad- winter time. Winter time. Okay. Winter time, okay. cold, <laughs> right, snowy, blustery. Yeah. My dad and I, we in a taxi cab going home. I look up, I see this bright Green, purple, and white coat with this big box. <laughs> that was my favorite. Walking coat. down the street. <laughs> now, Fatima
2: lived in Waukegan. I would take the train to come and see. And my I lived ma'am. in Kenosha,
1: <laughs> so I said, "Dad, that look like that's Fatima." So we had the cab stop, and sure enough, Fatima was walking up the block from the train station. That's what I want to say. I
2: don't know. It's at least. 10, 12 blocks.
0: It's
1: a long way. (laughs) It's a
2: long way from my
1: house. And she didn't even tell me she was coming. Right. So we stop and pick her up. And then like she gives when we get to the house, she gave me this box. I'm like, all right, big box too. And it was a coat. You know, because I was struggling. Had this flimsy little jean jacket. And let me type tell coat. y'all.
2: Let me tell y'all. I worked part time at at Montgomery Ward's. I know some of y'all too young. You don't even know what Montgomery Ward's is. It was like a uh, Target <laughs> back in the day. So I worked there. I had a discount. I think I almost got that coat for about twenty bucks. She's telling
1: cheap. me not that she got it for twenty bucks, but I, <laughs> I was just surprised she could have got that coat for free from off the block somewhere. But you know. <laughs> But that just showed me, right, that was just that difference. Yeah. Okay, I ain't never had nobody sacrifice it like that for yeah, me. Yeah. I ain't never had nobody be that, you know, you walk, you catch a train and walk in the middle of the winter. Come on now. To, so that that was showing a lot. So that started knocking down walls that I had, yeah. you know, pushing me, pulling me closer to her. So by the time we sat down and was talking about getting married, I was like, Ain't no other woman for me. I ain't trying to be with no other women no more. I don't think nobody gonna do come this on, stuff. So I'm like, yeah, come on, yes, let's do it. <laughs> Didn't have no clue how it was yeah, gonna get that's... done, but we did it. We said, yep, yeah. yeah, we did that, and yeah, the rest is history.
2: That's what it's about. I like, um, and I want to go back to, uh, kind of more of like the friendship, um, portion that we got because we it was friends of a friends and without going like deep into the story or whatever i wasn't when i met Trendle, um, I wasn't even up there to meet him I was actually no. there to meet one of his other brothers <laughs> so it was just funny within my friend she ended up kind of twisting the story and all of that so Trendle and I we just ended up having a conversation <laughs> where we got to sit down and we were talking and again another thing you had a Walkman on that a Walkman, uh, walkman you know y'all young, y'all young ones cassette, look it up look up what it. a Walkman is I ain't gonna explain it. It was a yellow Sony <laughs> one too so you had the Walkman <laughs> on and I asked you what you were listening to and of course, him being from Wisconsin and me being from uh, I Illinois. I was listening to some house music. He was listening I to was house music. I was housing it up. I said, "What you know about jack, house jack, music?" Jack, jack jack your body." That's a Chicago jack, thing. Jack, 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 you, jack your body?" What, okay, stop <laughs> it now. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> we so that was that those were some of the things that of course at that point it wasn't very significant, you know, yeah. it seeming. It seeming like it wasn't very significant, but it really was because with the idea of, like, me meeting this new guy and, you know, all of this type of stuff, like, that nervousness, all of that began to go, and it was like, okay, it's just a dude, and he's just sitting up here, you know, going to keep me company, and we was just talking because they left me, you know, how your girlfriends would drop you off and just leave you somewhere. Yeah, they left with my brother. They left, left with my other left. two brothers. So we sitting there, and we talking, but just wanted to, like, bring that portion up to talk about the friendship, yeah. you know, portion that and we were able to build. I don't mean to cut to you off, no, but
1: just like how we say how God works, Mm-hmm. God works in us, Fatima and I, because I wasn't even supposed to be home when they came. Yeah, the only reason why I was home is because my dad was taking care of some business, and he told me that we was gonna have to. He was gonna have to take me back to school a little later. Yeah. than he normally do. So I never say anything happens by chance. No, mm-hmm. don't don't nothing happen by chance. It that was God saying y'all. This is who I yeah. have for you, this is who I have for you yep and so that's how our process started.
2: Yeah so I want to go into so we talked about of course um, marriage being a uh, the difference between the covenant of marriage, a godly covenant of marriage and a contract. You know, so we kind of hit those, those points. But there are three um, purposes, you know, also within that uh, for marriage. One of them being companionship. Um, I'm not going to read all of the scriptures, but companionship, Genesis 2 and 18. Um, procreation, um, that's also in Genesis. And then um, redemption. Um, so the three purposes um, for Marriage, the companionship being the first purpose, um, God seeing that a man was, you know, alone, you know, in the garden and he saw that, you know, this type of man, this this God man, this God breathed into man, um, walking the earth, working the earth like you need to have somebody that's like you you need to have somebody that has the same um, experience that you're about to have, you know, telling Adam. So it's like, I think when we stay looking at the companionship part and the relationship, it's like, it's, it's such a, it's such a beautiful thing because the companionship we get, that's where that friendship is. We get the opportunity to be able to share our days with one Mm -hmm. another. You know, when the end of the day comes, you come home, I come home, or even throughout the day, like we're texting one another and we're talking about these different things or we're excited to be able to share or when we're frustrated, I can get... help or wisdom, you know, from you and say, okay, I've been dealing with this and this is really, you know, upsetting me, whatever the situation is. Do you agree with that or have something you that it, you want to add that. with the um, companionship?
1: Yeah, like uh, Fatima said, you know, you just look forward to the, the camaraderie that you build together and, yeah. you know, get forward, you, look forward, you look forward to seeing each other when mm-hmm. you come home. Like you said, we text and talk all the time, mm-hmm. you know, we laugh like we were just having a little conversation with First G about a uh, um, a little funny podcast we were talking about. Yeah, But yeah. those are the kind of things that we do in our marriage for that companionship. We companionship. We sit down and we we do things together that's like uplifts each other, right? You know, and it and it it builds us up. It, it, you know especially when you're down. Yeah. You know because you can't find nobody too much that's gonna build you up when you down more so than your your better half or your spouse or your you know stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so. That's what I agree with that because that's what that's what has kept us yeah for the last 30 years yeah, you know, amongst other things
2: and those are the type of things that the work is worth it you know, the work that it takes in marriage, it makes it, it's worth it. You know, I used to look at marriages, um, the, the marriages that I saw that had longevity, which was mainly like my grandparents or, um, my grand aunts and uncles. Those were the only ones that had been married for, you know, when I was a kid or born or whatever, by the time, you know, I knew who they were, they had been married for like 25, 35 years, you know? So some of them being married for so long. So getting to know like the ins and outs of it, you know, kind of figuring out like, what was it like that made you want to stay together? What was it? So I think it's like unrealistic for us to just say that, you know, instantly day one, you know, you're going to get married, you're going to desire to be married and all these wonderful things are going to happen. But just like we have talked before, um, about, uh, we've talked about the vow. We actually have a class that's called the vow. Um, and it talks about your vows, you Mm -hmm. know, for better, for worse, for For richer, for poor poor. and sickness and health, do death till death do us part. So each one of those things, it's not an either or situation. So it's a you gonna go through all of (laughs) them. It's gonna be for better, for worse. It's gonna be for richer, for poor. It's gonna be for sickness and health, in sickness and in health till death do you part. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be when
1: your children leave and you think that, you You know, you become an empty nester. Right. And you don't know how to, you don't know if you're going to handle that because everything has been about your kids for however long and stuff like that. You know, so So how do you, you you have
2: to navigate. You got to navigate. You have to learn how to navigate those things. So for us, um, like Trendle mentioned, you know, with the kids, I remember us, I'll see if you remember this. I remember us having a conversation when the kids were younger. And we were just doing, I mean, and when I say younger, they're what, 26, Six, 26 27. and 27 yeah. now. And I remember them being younger and it seemed like every single thing that we did was about the kids, was for the kids. And I remember getting so frustrated and I said to you, these kids are going to leave. Me and you are going to be here. I remember that. Do you remember that? And I was like, we've got to figure out some things that we want to do together, that we like together. We've got to develop some stuff because we can't do everything for them and everything be about them. It's like there's stages in marriage that you just like two ships passing in the night, yep. especially when you're dealing with the kids. But then next thing you know, it's like I don't really know you no more. I don't really know. We're still growing up as our kids are growing up. But if you are not careful, you—that's when people grow apart. Other.
1: And that's where because the, they're not sharing. Yeah, and that's where the disdain for one another comes. That's yes. where you know what we don't have. You know, I'm just tired of being with you. We gonna get a divorce. Right. I never understood why you be with somebody for 20 plus years and all of a sudden, right? Y'all divorced. Yeah. That's you. You put in too much time and effort, but that's why because because what you didn't you put, didn't in, the put in the time effort. and effort when you when you needed yeah. to. Now it's just you and your spouse, mm-hmm. and you like hmm. Yeah, who is this person?
0: <laughs> my grandparents. My grandparents got divorced after fifty years of marriage, and I wow. thought it was the dumbest thing wow. I've ever heard of in my life because yeah. at that point. All that time, like you said, invested. Why not? I mean, heck, even if y'all don't know each other anymore, just be roommates. <laughs> from, finish, finish your run out. Like <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know what point. you gonna start new
2: after that long. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, and I I, I do remember. Um, I think it, it might have been like Patty Labelle, someone who I saw them go through issue after issue after issue. Like she lost a bunch of her sisters that had passed away from diabetes. And I think her and her husband had been married for like 25 years. And I was like, in Hollywood, like you've been married for 25 years. And then all of a sudden, you just got a divorce. You know, so I'm like, I said, was it the, you know, I just would think to myself, like, was it the, the death after death after death, but it was like, well, people have people dying, you know, in, in, in families. Was it that I just couldn't figure out, like, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? But I think what I realized and what I have realized in our marriage, it wasn't just that it was like a straw that broke the camel's back. There were things because neither one of them would continuously step up. We have to continuously step up and fight for our marriages. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't do that, there were a bunch of straws that were breaking. So it wasn't just one straw. It was like, uh-huh, you irritated me right there, but I ain't gonna say nothing. Okay, you know what, that got on my nerves. But you know what? Up. I'm just gonna hold that. I'm let and then this build up. so yeah, so you think it's just one thing that just drove a person crazy. It was like, no. you, let, you let a bunch of stuff just slide until you just until, wasn't I was and, done.
1: I'm done. And I don't know if this is a good this uh uh something that go coincides with what Father was talking about, but she just triggered something in 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 me. I've done triggered you that she made me think it's about it about what we say, it was this what strong. we how we say, marriage is is not a contract, it's a covenant. So, like I said, my mom and my dad has been divorced. They divorced when I was five. My father passed away twelve years ago. This is the funniest thing I ever heard in my life.
2: Now your mama might listen to us. Be be prepared. Well, she going she, she know. because <laughs> she know, shout out Miss Vaughn.
0: Shout out Miss Vaughn.
2: <laughs> Don't get in
1: trouble. She was telling me we sit down riding right. So we. At the After the funeral, at the home-going service and everything, she like, you know, Walter, in, in, in the eyes of the Lord, Walter was still my husband, so I got a right to be grievous. <laughs> I said, huh, wait. I said, wait a minute. I ain't saying nothing. I said, you On know. On this part, y'all going to wonder why. It was so Fox funny because I was violent. like, you know y'all been divorced for like, what, I'm, I was 40-something at the time? Y'all been divorced for like thirty some odd years. So how y'all still in the eyes in the Lord of the, in the eyes of the Lord? You said y'all still. Men. Why does she? Why does she feel know. like that? I think we should mom, move on. Yeah, we going on. on. I think we should because move on. on. Yeah. I
2: think we.
0: I didn't understand
2: like, that either. I just, just kind of. But in. it was
1: I, so <laughs> funny. But that's what they, that goes back to that till death do do us part. Even though they had been divorced. Right, but, but it wasn't till death do you part that you, you were actually my...
2: married. You were divorced. You, you were divorced the man. So you left him. You, you, you not. It's not till <laughs> death. No, you can't. And that, and that's the part but, where people get. I think where people like being honest. Where people get like a little. You get a little too spooky. You're trying to like mix something that God ain't saying. No, it's right, death do right. us part. Is like us in it. <laughs> we we us is in it. Right. You know, I actually had a. Um, Grand, one of my grand, you know, aunts and uncles. And she, I remember, I had, had never heard nobody say this. Before they closed her husband's casket, she went up, she touched his body. Like, we were all up there. And she said, we did it till death do us part. She kissed him on the head. I bawled. I cried so hard. I was like, oh, my God. That was so sweet. Like, that was the la- even though he's gone. But it was like, those last words, like, her marriage vows were in her head, she felt like I did it. I did I did right by the Lord. He in the casket. Here we go.
1: And that's what I want you to say if if I, you be, be I go before you in my uh I thought I was supposed to sing a Prince song. No, nah, well you could put that in your Prince song. You can leave out what you gonna say. Okay. You gonna say we okay. made it, we made go- it on. <laughs> We made it fun. You
2: know what? I feel like we need yeah. to end soon.
1: But uh so I just want to say this uh while we're thinking because we don't want now we're not saying that yeah. once you get into a marriage, you stay, you know. If it's when it's fruitful,
2: yes. But yes, yes, you know, yes. God didn't say endure No, we're not talking about abuse, abuse mental and yeah. physical, yeah, you know.
0: N- the negative, no, yeah. that's yeah, not. Yeah. that's it's, not, sad, it's sad. We gotta, we gotta qualify it like that because yeah. it's like people should understand that we're not talking about that. You know, yeah.
1: I, but you, you would, know, you would, you would, think, would think, but would I, think. I know a lot yeah. of, I know, and I'm just gonna speak from my mm-hmm. personal, right. I know a lot of my grandmother endured a lot. Yeah, yeah. you know, my mom tells me about how my step grandfather. You know, did a lot of things to her and my yeah. a couple of my aunts yeah. that wasn't his biological kids that my grandmother endured. You know, I mean, she endured cheating, yeah. she endured yeah. abuse, she and you know, because in the back in the day,
0: back in the day, you did, that you did, you and, were, and you yeah. didn't talk yeah. about it. Yep. Yeah, you yeah. didn't yeah. talk about it, and you kept the family and you together. kept the
1: family together. Right. Yeah, and yeah. that was in a non-Christian.
0: Yeah, marriage, but it's till death do us part, yeah. and that's why people now as gr- grown adults with issues, Because they yep. grew up in that in that shattered home, And yeah. it was it was tough, yeah, yeah and so. then they
2: put themselves in in positions of you know they feel inferior, they feel less than, maybe they're not educated, maybe I don't have a skill that I have sharpened, you know, I've just my skill has been marriage, you know, so yeah. I, I take I don't take that away, you know, from men and women who have suffered, you know, abuses. But I think we say it because we we do want people, some people will just look at you and try to pattern their life off of what they see. So we try to preface it with that so that they know that we're not talking about that. I don't want just because we are giving you what the word of God says. If you're not getting into your word, if you have a struggle, if you have some different things that are going on, we're here to help you through that and support you in that, but we don't want people just to look at us and just think that, oh, they said, you know, we had to stay married. This is what the Bible said. No, you got to delve deeper into it, you know, and have an understanding, um, you know, and then, of course, look at the finished work of Christ, you know, because, of course, he his whole idea was to come and redeem a race of people that's part of what we get to be part of as you know this new family you know this husband and wife mm-hmm. it's Christ and the body of Christ you know we're going to marry him we're going to go up into heaven you know and be that bride so that whole part is it gets real deeper than what we got time for you know right now but it really is um marriage is a beautiful thing can be a beautiful thing biblical marriage but it takes work but it takes work and it and it's not just the work it's not just god's responsibility it's it's not you know even in that scripture that i read in genesis 2 it's like when a man leaves his father's house the man had to leave it didn't say god was gonna snatch him out and then sit him in the house and then a, a woman was gonna come he didn't say that he had to do something he had to leave he had to make up his mind he had to do something different You know, so I think if when we look at things that way in a practical manner, you know, stop being real, real spooky. Let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost. Stop being spooky and just be real about what we can and can't handle in marriage. Then our marriages will be better and stronger for it. Yes. And
1: that's a great point because we we're kind of mentoring a um, young couple that I work with. Mm -hmm. They're in their early, early, uh, middle to late 20s. And uh, it was funny. We was walking down the hallway, all three of us, uh, one day, and they they had been arguing. It was hilarious. So, it was one of those things where I'm just gonna be right. And so, as we were walking, I was talking to the young lady. She said, "So, she said, do 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 you and your wife go through this?" I said, "Yeah, but where we are now, arguments ain't about winning." Oh no Right Mm -hmm. now Y'all are They used to be They used to be When we was in that They they used to be Mm -hmm. But we grew and learned That say A lot of times Arguments aren't about I said a lot of times Arguments aren't about Winning and losing You know now You got your point He got his point. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about it. We might not even come to a conclusion. We'll look at each other for a minute and then laugh laugh about it, forgot what we were talking about. (laughs) I said, because a lot of times, and what he'll learn, and like I was telling my son, a lot of times when a woman is talking to you, a lot of times they're just venting. Mm -hmm. And you got to learn how to know, you got to know when the difference between between venting and retaliating and lashing out
2: versus when I just need you to listen. I just need you to listen. And that right. and that takes time. Even if
1: they say something about you. Even they yeah. even if they question your kid or saying I'm something about, to you about you. You know, <laughs> that used to happen to me a lot. You I know, remember, that would happen to me a lot.
0: I remember the first time senior pastor told me, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. And then I, I just couldn't get it. I was like, wait, you're coming to me with a problem, right? It wasn't even about me. But you're coming to me with a problem. And I'm like, I'm thinking, all right, let's do something about it. No, I don't want to do something about it. I just want to talk about it. Yep. I, like you said, yep. vent. Yep. Mm, I just want to get it out. You know what? Going back even to the argument uh, conversation uh I, I heard y'all talking about straws, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the little straws yeah. that, that, that wind up adding up. A, hay a, a lot of times in, in arguments, I've always said this: it's like when you have issues and you get into an argument. The argument oftentimes does not revolve around what set it off, right? The incident. Yeah. It it dives into once that initial thing is like, oh, you made me mad because of the toilet seat or whatever, right? Right. But it, after that initial thing, it stops becoming about that and it starts becoming about the way I've been feeling all these, <laughs> <Yes>. all <laughs> these <Yes>. months. <laughs> right. And you, you know, not even... Right. And that's the thing about argument. I think disagreements are healthy. Mm-hmm. But when you arguing to not... Fix anything because yeah. a disagreement doesn't have to always be a negative, it, right. it just means that we we trying to explain points, right? But when it's like my goal in it is not to fix anything, my goal now is to harm you yeah. verbally, exactly, mm-hmm. and, and exactly. vice versa, then it, it's just toxic, yeah. That's when it's a mess, yeah. And you
1: know what that's from when you're not at a point in your life to understand that I'm not attacking you. Right. Because we get defensive real quick. Cause yeah. Because now, if you, because that's what I used to do, and I'm again, I used to speak for my own. In the beginning, when Fatima would say something to me, I immediately thought she was attacking me. And I would immediately go yep. back. Because yep. now I'm in defense mode, right. yep. Yep. and now I'm trying to protect myself. Oh, you know, not, you know, because right away I tuned out what she said, because right away, whatever she yeah. said, yeah. just hit me as an attack, like you just threw a rock at me. Yep. So now I'm going, oh, I got to retaliate. Yep. Instead of wait listening and listening to what she's saying, you know, yeah. and then that's why now when we talk, Father will say, now, you ain't got nothing to say. I'm like, no. I'm letting you listen, I'm Let letting it, it play process. back process. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't cut because back in the day, I didn't. The first thing came out of my mouth, that's what was coming out. Yeah. You know, like my dad. My dad yeah. used to say some real hurtful stuff. I mean, my dad and my grandmother for that matter. Will say some real hurtful stuff. We yeah. all know that once you put it out there, yeah. Yeah, you, you can't pull Whether it back. you meant it or not, you can't pull it back. Yeah, and so I'm not trying to win this argument. I'm not trying to. I'm you know, I, I listen to her now and I I see where she's coming from. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's not you said this for a reason. It's not just because you know.
0: Absolutely.
1: is it whatever happened made you feel a certain way. Yeah. So I got to understand because that might not have been my attention to make you feel that way. That might have been something I'm doing in the process of making our life better, right. yep. which is what I think is the the right way, Yeah, you know? So that's where that goes back to when I was talking to our, the young lady, I said, this is where we are. I don't listen for, I'm not listening for stuff to harm me. Right. I'm listening to hear what you got to, what, my, what Fatima has to say.
0: Yep. Cause yeah. Cause obviously
1: I did something that she didn't agree with or mm-hmm. whatever the situation was. Mm-hmm. So instead of listening and getting on the defensive, I listen to hear what she has to say, and then go from there. Y'all would get to that level right now. Y'all young, and it's that first thing you think about because that's the first thing I saw saw it. As soon as you said something, he thought you was attacking him. Yeah, and his his move was just like when you come to fight me. What's the first thing you do? You put your you protect yourself, and then you swing back.
0: And a lot of it come in the delivery too, right? Like mm-hmm. even so it's all right to express like, hey, I didn't appreciate this or I didn't like that. But, you know, sometimes as a man, I, my defenses ain't going to be up so high if, if it's delivered correctly and vice versa. I ain't yeah. saying just yeah. for men or women, this yeah. is for everybody. You know, if, if you don't, if you don't if you don't come with the high pitch like I'm ready to fight voice because I done made you mad, then maybe you know we can we can get somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. It's all I you know what, Tiffany told me I'm 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 different because like any anytime I get in a disagreement, whether it be with my wife or whether it be with somebody, like after after an, the initial whatever, I'm always reflective and I always think about, all right, what was my uh what was my role, involvement mm-hmm. what's my role right mm-hmm. uh I, w- I was married JNAC listeners I've been ma- I was married before I married uh, uh Pastor Tiffany. Um I was married for about five years and um when I got divorced, you know I heard y'all talk about uh uh covenant and divorce and it was like mm-hmm. I really was um I was scared to get a divorce not because I wanted to hold on to the relationship because like I took the vows seriously. Mm -hmm. I really did. Mm -hmm. Not spooky. Not Mm -hmm. like what you were saying about spooky. But I took it seriously because I did look at it like I signed up for this Mm -hmm. and better or worse. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't even understand, okay, worse is here. That don't mean I'm leaving. Right. You know, because it does. It says sickness, health. Yes. Like you're going to get sick. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Better or worse, Mm -hmm. it's going to get worse. Mm -hmm. So... I was scared to get a divorce, but you know, we went ahead, I got a divorce. I, I was fighting it for a long time, but mm-hmm. then when I finally got it, it was like a lot of people expected me to feel a certain type of yeah. way based on the circumstances of of what happened in our relationship. I'm not gonna get into it, yeah, but yeah, um, I was like, you know what? No matter what happened, like let, if somebody cheated on me or if somebody doing me wrong. Or whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. no one is an innocent bystander. Right. I I never believed that. Right. Me and Tiff taught a divorce small group once. Mm -hmm. And one of the points I made in the group was I don't care what he did, what she did, everyone had a part to play. Yes. Right. And and it made, that doesn't mean, y'all, that you deserve. Uh, some bad situations or no. whatever. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that. I'm saying that every, the dissolution, the dissolvement of a marriage, did I say that right? The yep. dissolution <laughs> of a marriage, when it falls apart, mm-hmm. every side is has a part to play in it. Yeah. Some bigger than others, obviously. Yeah, exactly. But every part has, has a role Exactly.
2: To play. It's funny um, because you, you went right to where, you know, my mind was going. My mom... Uh, she's been married, she's been married a few times. Um, one, my stepdad, she married him twice. <laughs> so she doubled back. But I remember her telling me, we had conversations and I remember her telling me, I asked her, I said, well, why, you know, why did you get married? <laughs> she, my mom was nuts. She said, I marry everybody who asked me. <laughs> And I was like, what? And I mean, these were like her, you know, her boyfriend. So like my dad, my sister's dad, like they were her high school, you know, sweethearts and things like that. So they had relationships. But when they asked, she was in awe. She was enthralled. She said, yeah, you know, she's 76. So she comes from a time in a period. It was like, girl, you better, you know, you raising them kids. You better get married, you know, type of thing. So she's Mm -hmm. like, they asked. So I got married, you know, and then things happen and, you know, different abuses and stuff start happening. She knew she wasn't going to live, you know, with that. So she got a divorce and then it kind of, you know, went on and went on. So, you know, like you're saying, you talk about, you know, the divorce and she has said that too. She said, I was, you know, kind of fearful, not necessarily of getting a divorce of like, okay, am I going to be alone forever? So then the next person comes along and asks you to marry them. And then she's like, okay, yeah, (laughs) you know, like, cause see, I don't have to be alone again until, but it was self-esteem. It was low self-esteem it was you know so many things that had gone on in her life that caused her to you know go into that space so that's why like you know back to when we were you know talking about the covenant and you know all of that if we are realistic and we talk about this when we're teaching all the time. You got to be realistic about why you're going into the relationship. Now, I'm not saying that two people can't be realistic and then all of a sudden, you know, think different things begin to happen. You mm-hmm. can't be in a relationship one-sided. Right. You know, yeah, so exactly. like what you were talking about, you know, you were all in and then, you know, different things happen. So, you know, sometimes... If Trendle and I, if one of us was like at the conversation when we talked about um, the kids, like the kids are going to grow up, we're doing all this stuff for them. And I said to him, like, we've got to do some we got to figure out some new things that we like to do. We've always connected with music and different things like that. But now we got to figure out, like, how our lives are going to look later on. If at that point, me saying that to him kind of shut him down and he's like, you know, I'm good to raise these kids. I'm good to constantly think about them and all of that. And I'm not okay with that, you know, and then five years go by and I bring it up again. You know, so a lot of times those type of things happen to people where the other person is kind of shut down. So then it's like, okay, now I've stuck. In with you for all these years and i counsel several you know women that this is happening it's just like i just i don't i don't know what to do i can't stay with this person anymore who refuses to grow i guess i'll use right. you know those words when a person or even if they just
1: see like for me when she first said it i was like what are you talking about we ain't you know we ain't going nowhere because these kids are gone you know right. i mean i'm looking forward to when they going, i got they stuff by the dough
2: but they <laughs> you were, know I'm, but, you but, know but, but they see, weren't conversations that we had so talking about like what our future was going to look like wasn't a conversation that we had. And had. that's true. We didn't I talk think about just, what Yeah. I think with my parents being divorced, I think it was kind of like a fear on the inside of me that was kind of motivating the conversation. Cause it was like, okay, so all, of, all we're doing is kids stuff. All we're doing is working, establishing our careers and doing this stuff for these kids. So I think fear might've come up like when they gone, what we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what is that going to look Empty like? Nesters. And that, You know, that sparked a conversation and they were like five and six, you know, back then.
1: Because we were so used to before
0: we got them, just uh, her and I. Y'all mm-hmm. was talking about it that when they was five and six years old. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. a planner, huh? He's I know. like we are We're gonna get yeah. this together. I'm, I'm a little bit like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I like to kind of know, even if it don't, even if it's not perfect. At first you, you know, you've been in meetings with me. We, we can have. we can plan this stuff three to three to six months out. Canada's Come on, gotta, we can do it. do start. It's a good thing <laughs> when I now that I reflect back
1: on it. It was good we started talking about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because my life was. Go to work. I worked at Abbott. I was third shift. I was working 12-hour shifts, seven, seven days a week. Get off of work. Go to Parkside. Get working on my degree. I was mm-hmm. up there till three, four, five in the afternoon sometime. Come home. Be with the kids. Go to work. Do this. Everything, like Father said, everything revolved around them. Everything revolved around for me, making sure my household was intact making sure it was a roof over our head, making sure it was food, making sure it was clothes, making sure nothing, right. this, this, and this, you know. But none of what you said
2: in that was relational. was relational, exactly. Was, you yeah. know, lifting yeah. us up, was motivating us. And I'm not going to say that mine was either. You know, it was the same way on the opposite, you know. Because my built, mindset you know,
1: was, when she said it, what threw me off was, wait, what you mean? As a man, I thought I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing far as Taking care of my family, right? But I neglected to see, in the process of taking care of my family, I still got to take care of just. There's us. There's
2: a us quotient in there, absolutely, and that's what we forget. We get married. I, 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 I don't know if I'm gonna say this right, but I feel like we get married, and then like in the back of our heads, like, do you just think that this is for like a forever roommate? Yeah. Like, you know, if we are not. If we are not any different than roommates then what what did we do this for like what was the purpose of us being intimate not just being intimate to have kids there is a coming together that is happening there is a spending time together so I don't I don't know and I ain't gonna I'm not gonna take the credit I know a number God you know that made me say that that made me ask the question or even have it to be a concern maybe God was trying to make sure that I didn't have it as a fear go ahead and say it go ahead and have a conversation about it and then see where you guys land with it and And it's been conversations like that that probably every four to five years, you know, we kind of talk about different things. We talk about things more, you know, often than that. But large things within our life, we really try to establish when this is going to happen, when that's going to happen, have it in our calendar. And then if something goes on, we adjust, you know, but it puts us in a place where we want to know what we we are in control of you know outside of god you know we or with god i should say we are in control of of how the longevity of our marriage is going to be mm-hmm. what it's going to look like because if we're always talking futuristic then we're always talking about being together you know if we're always talking okay this is crazy remember when we took the pictures of how we would look dead in the casket
0: <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> That's the type
2: of self- That's the type, that's the type, the type of stuff we, we, we do. Was when, was like, like, no matter I said, well we gonna see I said oh, you know we're gonna be up in heaven so we can probably nah, look down at ourselves. Nah, <laughs> but, we, nah. but we took our phones, nah. <laughs> we took our phones and we put our <laughs> hands across our chest and we laid down and I was like, that's how you gonna look. I was like, I'm gonna need you to turn your head to the side of the <laughs> <laughs> phone.
1: But you know what? It's, we had a whole
2: it's, conversation it's funny, about this is what each other is saying. to how we, that, That's how
1: we made it to 30 just years. insane. Just, just I doing love, stuff. <laughs> just doing I love stuff. <laughs> it, but
0: I don't love it, right? I ain't going to partake, but I love that for y'all. Oh, my the God. The funny thing about it, in that,
1: <laughs> we sit down talking, and I told Father here, Father, I'm going to plan out my whole... But we start
2: planning I'm going to plan out my
1: whole homegoing the
0: song service. list. The song list. Don't do that, Mama. is hilarious. <laughs> I, I, we did it all. A couple people in my life that have it done that It was hilarious,
2: too. but ours is hilarious. I'm telling you,
0: it's gonna be a party. I love y'all, man. I love y'all, <laughs> and I love marriage corner. I love y'all, it we, too. we at the we at the hour long mark. Oh my god! I think we're gonna, we gonna, we gonna close this session down, but I man, think so. listen. <laughs> before we leave, though, I do want to say one thing, Uh mm-hmm. Mama. Your mama, Fatima, I believe, ran into my mama at the store. I think she,
2: she just told me that this you, week, last yeah. week, she
0: told you. Yeah. Yes, so yes, is, she sure gonna did. Be, you, this is gonna be uh, way in the past when when y'all hear this, but uh, shout out to your mama because <laughs> she's a she's a podcast listener. Yes, and she has some very nice things to say. So I want to shout out. Amina Anthony. (laughs) I want to shout out Amina Anthony. Thank you for being a loyal listener. First G loves you. (laughs) That was so sweet. She's going to love that. She's going to be tickled from ear to ear.
2: (laughs) Well, y'all, thank you uh, for
0: for blessing us with your presence. I see why the marriage department is in awesome hands. Uh, Y'all, I'm going to put it in your ear maybe for next week. Talk, I mean, uh, next month talking about uh, intimacy because oh, yeah. we we uh-huh, hit on yeah. that just a little bit, just a little. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know what? I actually struggle with intimacy. You gotta say some. Yeah. I I struggle with intimacy, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, and, and that doesn't mean physical. It, I'm, yeah. I'm saying intimacy is a lot more than physical. Yeah. That's a great point you made because
1: I st- I kind of struggles. struggles with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I kind of it's not
1: that I struggle with it because I it's the way growing up with yeah. 13 kids, but of those 13, nine of us are boys. boys. Yeah. My way different. It's a my way of that intimacy is totally different. And start if we had a starting out, if you don't I wanna say this. If you don't tell somebody what you like and dislike and you let something go on for a while and then say something about it five, six years later, now you kinda you done built up your muscle memory. So now So that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's,
0: a, <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Because I'm kind of
1: with you on that, too. So, yeah. uh, that's struggling with that intimacy
0: yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. But, J I don't struggle with intimacy with y'all podcast listeners because I love each and every one of y'all. <laughs> and we can get as intimate as y'all want up in here. Yeah. y'all. So, thank y'all for tuning in to the thank marriage you thank in yeah. our Marriage Corner Uh, episode of the JNAC podcast, Uh, like and subscribe, leave us some comments, let us know you listening, let us know you like the conversation. And y'all know First G tells you all the time, if it sucks, tell me it sucks too. And cause I can fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. So again, thank y'all for listening. Uh, my birthday, uh, let me see, when is this coming out? I don't know. My <laughs> birthday is on the 21st, so if it come out before that, y'all make sure y'all wish me a happy birthday. Or if it even come out after that, make sure that y'all <laughs> still wish me a happy birthday. So I'm going to be celebrating all month, y'all. Y'all all, right. y'all all month birthdays? Y'all all month We birthdays? all month birthdays because
1: our birthdays are in the same month.
0: Yeah. Oh, see? Well, y'all just need to take that. What month is that? May. Month of, fabulous May. May. Best so month so sorry, May showers. Y'all need to go somewhere yes. away yes. from the rain and. Y'all need to go hang out for your birthday <laughs> and our on. anniversary is in May. A, oh God. really? Yeah. We did it on purpose. Between we did it on purpose. Oh, okay. We planned uh Between our birthdays, yeah. so so May just full of love, full yeah. of love. All right, <laughs> JNAC, listeners, thank y'all again. This is First G signing off. We will see you next time. Have a good evening, everyone. Bye bye.